Today, Jack, the show is all about you. You're in full control. Go. First of all, hello to Jack. Good morning, Jack. Let's talk to Jack Duffin. Let's bring in Jack Duffin. In our Westminster studio is Jack Duffin. Morning, Cleveland. It's Jack back for a cap show. It's just a quick one this week. Very much just an overview. Let's sort of see where the team's at. Quick run through on the numbers. It's still quite early to look into stuff because there'll be some movements. There'll be some more details about certain contracts that come out. But um, I feel pretty confident with where we're at now is uh, quite a stable position to look at so far so I'm not going to go too much into positional breakdown and things so over the coming weeks I'll be going in and I'll be looking at sort of each room not just this year but I'll be doing my three-year look ahead because that's how real teams work um, you read quotes all the time from front offices GMs talking about well what's going to happen over the next three years and that's because it's sort of the taken amount of time that Teams will sit there, plan, look at, does this player have a future at the club? Is he just a one-year rental? Um, so, no, I'll look at lots of different things. And then I'm just going to run through quickly as well, looking at position spending, just because um, a nice piece of it's out there. So, um, Warren Sharp always does some great work. But So, let's just jump onto the team at the moment so if we look at our 53 man roster the salaries for all of those players and I use over the cap over the cap is by far the best place and there's other sites out there that copy their data and then get stuff wrong isn't particularly good um I would always recommend going to over the cap um and Jason Fitzgerald's done a brilliant book that I'm rereading at the moment called Crunching Numbers which just looks at all the CBA, all the details, I'd really recommend picking it up and just giving it a quick read through. Um, and then it's always quite good to have there as reference if you've got a question. And it's um, it's why, for instance, that it was pretty obvious that the Greg Robinson stuff wasn't a um, cap move very early because there was no way he was going to be kept off the roster until after the week one games. So it was a procedural move, obviously, to get Drew Forbes back. But we could tell pretty quickly once um, the dust has settled that, yeah, that was nothing to do with salary cap. So the 53-man roster is 184 million. So that's a massive amount of money. That is one of the largest for any teams. That's obviously over the NFL salary cap. Um, the NFL salary cap this year is 100. And, oh, no, it's under, sorry. Once we add the other stuff, it's over. It's 188.2. So that is very close to the NFL salary cap. If we add practice squad, which is 1.36, um, is that because I'm 99% sure we don't add Tiggy Sanko's contract. I believe he's a free player. I know you get the free roster spot. I believe his salary doesn't count as well. Um, and then you've also got IR. So we've got 2.7 million on IR. And together with all that, that's what pushes us over the top. So that comes in at basically exactly on the NFL salary cap. 
And then the last piece to add is dead cap. So dead cap is 22.3 million. Um, I'll be doing a bigger look at dead cap probably after I do the position reviews. But we are very large on dead cap this year. Um, there's a reason for that because it's the Kevin Zeitler deal, which is 7.2 million in dead cap. But if we look at that, that's the money that New York Giants are paying for Olivier Vernon. Um, you've got the Peppers dead cap. Um, you've got Jamie Collins, you've got Carlos Hyde, you've got Corey Coleman, you've got Darren Fells. They're all the players that we're paying over a million for this year. We've got one next year. The only piece of dead cap currently on the books for next year is Duke Johnson 1.5 because that just works as an escalator. Because the trade was done after the 1st of June, any dead cap for the future years all gets bunched into next year. So it's 8,500 this year and then 1.5 next year. So that's just expected. We've got three players on the suspended list in Hunt, Callaway, and Rico Gathers. Their money's not really going to impact because they're all on less than a million. So when they come back, the player we released will be in a very similar level in terms of spending. So I'm not too concerned about that number. Obviously, as we go across the season, we're going to get some injuries. Um, so the IR list will increase. Um, so that's one just to keep an eye out for and see how that works out. Um, the practice squad will have players bouncing between that and the team and then some other stuff. So that's one. There'll be a little fluctuation, but I would feel pretty confident that's going to finish season probably around 1.5 to 1.7. Um, so no concerns there. And where are we at? with the total cap then. So we came into the season as a team with 56.5 million um, as cap rollover. So that's sort of extra money. Viewing it again, it, it's, like, it's like a savings account. That's the best way to describe salary cap. You get a salary once a year, which is the NFL salary cap, which is 188.2 million this year. So they put that money into your current account, spend as much as you want. Anything that's left, goes into the savings account or anything you spend over comes out the savings account. So at the moment we're 22.3 million over the NFL salary cap, which means we're going to, we've already had to take that money from the savings account. So the savings account at the moment has got 34 million in it. That's a great number. It's one of the biggest in the league. Um, but if we go out and spend the same way this year as we do next year, suddenly there's a lot less money in it because if you take another 22 let me just pull up the number if you take another 22.3 off that you're looking at 12 under 12 million which suddenly when you've got to pay miles garrett when you've got to pay baker mayfield these players are not going to come cheap um i would like to pay them as quick as possible so the minute you activate that fifth year option, um, which they all get, which you, you want to do because you can't pay a player until their third season is done, you then move as quickly as you can to secure that deal. And there's two reasons why you'd want to tie up these players um, really quickly. The first is that you can balance that payment. So if you give them a four-year extension, then you average it over the six years they've got left. 
that's them reducing the average annual cap hit, which obviously any time you can reduce the cap hit better because even though that will mean you're slightly less competitive in the next two years, when you could have had Miles Garrett or Baker Mayfield say on that really, 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 really cheap contract, suddenly you're much more competitive in the four years that follow. And I would rather have six years of being much more competitive on an average than you put everything in those first two years and then you become a lot less competitive in those last four years. So balance for me is definitely the direction. And the other one is the amount of money players get. Everyone's looking for the deal that makes them the highest paid player, etc. So the quicker you pay them, the less high that sort of top of the market value is. So I think the team should be looking as soon as that third season finishes and sit down with the players. And obviously it's Garrett first and then it's Baker the year after. And just say to them, guys, let's get this deal done. Um, What's it going to take? Any of those truly elite players. Some of the other players, I'm waiting until after year four. You're in Joku's your Schobert, for example, probably Schobert, um, where it's a uh, player that's going into their final year. You probably want to look at maybe the bye week if you can, um, rather than wait right till the end of the season. But any first round pick, especially when you've got that fifth year option, get it done after the third year if they are a superstar. And there are two players on this team that are a superstar and on their rookie deals. And so they're the ones. Make sure you time up. Time up early. Time up big. And um, just balance that deal. If you can get a five-year deal, then even better. Um, making it seven years in total. It just gives you more and more space to balance that money. And looking at what Warren Sharp did. So this is just looking at the active cap um, positional rankings for projected 2019 playoff teams. And yes, He projects us to be a playoff team. So we're just looking at the 53 players on the roster and then how much money is invested in them. So I'm just going to go QB all the way through to special teams, looking at the Browns. We've got quarterback. We come in as 21st this season. That's because it's a very cheap room. Running back 30th. Wide receivers, number one. We have the most expensive wide receiver room in the league. And that's before Higgins hits this massive deal at the end of the year. So there's going to be questions over who stays. Tight end is 17th. O-line is 20th. D-line is 4th. So it's a very expensive D-line. The the only playoff team with a more expensive D-line is the Rams. Linebacker is 21st. Um, Yeah, there's going to be some... How did he split D-line linebacker is an interesting question because if someone's playing a 3-4 and got more players listed as linebacker, they're then going to be more expensive. Eighth in DBs, which I was quite surprised about we're that high up there. But um, I suppose if you're looking, there's a fourth pick in the NFL. You've got Demarius Randall, who's got a cornerback. Um, Fifth-year option this year. It's ridiculous that the league isn't more on its toes because... He is not playing cornerback, not as a primary position, but uh, it looks as the first three years, um, I believe, for the position stuff. And then 27th when it comes to special teams. So nice, cheap special teams unit. But um, that just gives us a taster 
of where we're at right now. There's going to be some interesting moves. We're in a position as a team where good players are going to be shown the door. And that's a really good thing. Don't look at it and go, oh no, my favourite player's gone. This is awful. If you're having to get rid of good players because you've got too many good players, that's the best thing that can happen to a team. The worst thing you want is that you're sat there going, oh, we can keep everyone because your roster's not very good. So there's going to be some tough decisions made. Fans are going to question why this happened, why that happened. And that's perfectly right because I'm going to be questioning, I was questioning during cutdown day, why was this player kept? Why was that player gone? There's going to be a lot more moves that are made as salary cap decisions rather than who is the most talented player today. And I think that is certainly the question with the Scottish Hammer staying over Colquitt. It's the right move. It frees up space. And I would rather have 10 little moves like that than you're sitting there going, right, can we keep Miles Garrett? Because if you're keeping players like Colquitt over um, the Scottish Hammer, that suddenly moves, which you stack five of them together and you're going, we, we need to get rid of a big player. So are we going to get rid of Randall and Landry? Are we going to get rid of Garrett? Are we going to get rid of someone else? So the little moves are the best moves. I would much rather see Cole quit and sort of potentially like a player like Chris Smith showing the door than you're sitting there going, yeah, we, we can't keep some of these massive players. And there's going to be some big players that are walking. Um, who knows the future of JC Tretter? Who knows the future of Joe Schobert? Who knows the future of Higgins, um, Robinson? Um, Stanton's gone after this year anyway. Um, there's some names that any of these people could be finished with the team. So it's going to be exciting. Anything could happen. Um, I would say for this year, just sit back and enjoy the games. It's going to be a fascinating year. Um, I'll be keeping you up to date with three-year projections and what I think is going to be happening in each room, how long different players are going to be around. But um, no, have a fantastic season. Any questions, just fire them over to at Jack Duffin, D-U-F-F-I-N on Twitter. I'm always here to help out and answer your questions. But uh, no, go Browns, and I'll be back with you next week. Oh, it's a ching, it's a ching, it's a brother, yeah. Bling, 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 I wanna make the world, yeah.